love doing every single episode. This chill pop just hits different. Honestly, if, if I got to give, listen, Holy Spirit gets 100% credit always for this chill pop. Man, it really sets the tone for each episode. But enough of that. Welcome back to Hopeful What Is Unseen for a brand new episode. Uh, today's a little special, a little different than every other day. Because uh, today's my birthday. Yes, today I celebrate 34 years of life. Y'all were blessed with Kenny today. <laughs> now I'm messing around. But today is a day where I'm just super thankful for what God has been able to do in my life. And I guess on every single birthday, you're able to reflect upon um, just the wonders of what God does, right? And I think today, more than anything, I look back on my life and I say, wow, God, today I'm a father, I'm a husband. I became a pastor, an author, a podcast host. I mean, there's so many things I could just be thankful for God for, but none greater than Jesus Christ being my Savior, my Redeemer, and stepping into my life. And for that, God, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm here today, able to, to speak on his behalf and be his mouthpiece for this generation. And I also want to give a thank you for all you out there listening, because your support, what you have done from the beginning till today, has changed. It's changed everything about who I am. It's created actually a firm identity in being able to help the society and the community around me with, I guess you could say, being real, being open, being authentic. You guys have allowed me to express myself for who I am. And I hope this podcast is the same thing for you. I hope when you are able to open up your YouTube channel, your podcast, or whatever means of communication, that you are just you. It's you and Jesus and the microphone, no? So I'm grateful for you guys. We're able to, to reach many countries and people, and, and I know God's doing something there. So um, this Friday, actually, another update real quick that I'll do before I get into the episode. My family, family and I were traveling to Florida. Yes, twin parents, Laura and I, are going to Florida. First time we're getting on a plane with the boys, so uh, a little worried. But at the same time, the word says, who by worrying could add a single stature to a single a cubit of stature to, that, to themselves. And I'm like, you know what, God? It's all right. You got that taken care of. I'm not going to be worried. Uh, it's going to be a blast. But it's a legit sabbatical. We're putting away everything. I don't want to. I want to just spend time with my family. And uh, if you're out there, you're looking for ministering or for advice, you're going to hit me up in the day back. Well, actually, not even a day when I get back because I have a whole wedding I'm going to officiate. Shout out to Daniel and Diana. But, again, when I get back, we'll, we'll catch up on everything. But, um, again, I'm, I'm excited for this whole weekend. On top of that, we got a wedding, Siomara's wedding, which is Laura's sister, which is on Thursday. So, we got a busy, busy week ahead of us. So, before I get on a tangent on just talking about all what's happening in my life, I want to make sure I get into this episode because I could talk for days and a lot of y'all already know that. So, but let's get into today's episode. So the title of today's episode is actually called Healed, Grateful, and Hopeful. Now, what is so significant about these words, but also the order in which these words are put in, right? They, they actually happen to happen to mirror the words yesterday, today, and tomorrow. In other words, the Bible puts it this way. It says in Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is eternally changeless, always the same as yesterday, today, and forever. You know, what I received initially from that, from that verse is that our God doesn't change. His character doesn't waver. His promises don't waver. They don't come yes tomorrow and no, no the next day. 
it doesn't matter what we're going through, what we see, the battles we encounter. If he said something, it shall come to pass. It's also refreshing to know that as we evolve, as we change, as we modify, whether through our emotions, our maturity levels, our physical bodies change, he remains the same. Isn't that awesome? I mean, when we hit new stages of and obstacles in life, we need to remind ourselves that God, who remains the same in steadfast love and faith and grace, is walking into each and every new season with us. It's so cool to look at that new job you're walking into, that new relationship you're walking into, that new opportunity. And even though it has so many unfamiliar things that you can't possibly grasp in one day, you can bank on this, that God is going to walk into it the same loving God as before. The same God that has hope, the same God that says to you today that I am with you and I'm fighting every battle with you and for you. So for me, that, that's a cool angle. However, I'm not going to be even talking about that perspective or angle in this episode because I want to address something a little different because something else caught my attention when I heard these three words together and when I heard that verse kind of just come together with it. And that perspective is that God is interested in your full life. I'm not sure who needs to hear that right now. I'm not sure who needs to take this and say, wow, hold on, let me, re let me replay that back. But I'm going to say it again. God is genuinely interested in every part of your life. In other words, he's interested in your past, your present, and your future. There are a few verses that demonstrate this a little deeper, and I want to get into them before I go really, you know, uncover and, 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 and talk about all this. And as far as the past is concerned, let me just throw these verses at you real quick so you can have some context. If you join me in Isaiah 118, in the Amplified Version, it says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Man, God's already telling us right there, listen, there's a plenty of red ledger on us. We are full of sin. We are full of everything that could have brought the wrath of God upon us. But he's telling us they're going to turn into white as snow. In other words, it's going to be forgiven. They're going to be forgotten by God, which leads me into the next verse in Isaiah 43, 25, where it says, I and only I am he who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Listen, your past might have so many things. You could have murdered somebody. You could have hurt somebody. You could have offended many. You could have done so many things that could be deemed as uh, evil. But God is saying right here, when you give your life to me, when we're walking together, when we're having a, a, a life union forming, your past means something to me. Because our past is going to play a major role in what our present and what our future is going to be. So think about that. He's saying, first, I'm going to clean you. So I'm going to wash you. And then I'm going to forget the sins that you committed. Listen, the other day, Cairo and Luca, they spilled, uh, what's the name? I had them walking in the kitchen. And Luca grabbed one of little compotas for my English people out there, a little baby food. And he dropped it. And, of course, it was made of glass. So I had to, you know, separate them. I had to put them in the high chairs while I cleaned the whole thing on the floor. But not only did I clean it, right after that, we went out on the little wagon and we enjoyed the beautiful day. I, mid-ride, mid I forgot about it. I forgot about it until I got back home. 
Because the crazy part is that's my human standards. Now I'm talking about a divine standard that says, I'm going to clean up that mess. We're going to go on a ride. And I'm never going to remember that at all. That's a beauty about your, your past. But let me just keep going because, I'm again, I'm going to dive deeper in a second. But that is your past. Let me now address. Oh, I'm sorry. Those two things are, are huge. But now check this one out. This is my favorite one in Jeremiah 30, 17, <clears throat> where it says, for I will restore health to you and I will heal your wounds. Yeah, that's deep, he, the, says the Lord, because they have called you an outcast saying this Zion, no one seeks her and no one cares for her. <clears throat> I'm not sure where you fit in this. I'm not sure how you feel when you read this verse. Maybe it's triggering, but if he wants to heal you, if he wants, first he wants to blot out your transgressions and your sins and wipe them clean then he wants to remember them no more forget them completely and now he's saying that he wants to heal and restore you wherever there's a wound wherever there was pain he wants to focus in and heal that i'm not sure if you need to hear that right now if you already are in tears or you're feeling in your heart right now that wow my god does care about what happened to me in the past but I'm going to leave that there for the past because I'm going to get into the present before I break it all down. And in the present, what we have to understand when we give our lives to Jesus, this is, needs to be written somewhere on us. Whether it's, you know, somewhere in our home, on our iPhone or Samsung, whatever it's going to be, you got to write this somewhere and put it in your every single day uh, habit because it's going to help you. And here in Exodus 3, 13 through 14, it says, Then Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers, your ancestors, has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God says to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, You can say this to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Man, when it comes to present life, we need to understand something. We have to remind ourselves that God is I am. I am the one who cares for you. I am the one who provides for you. I am the one that protects you. I am the one that helps you fight the battles. I am your breakthrough. I am your miracle. I am your promise. I am your salvation. And that leads into Psalm 91 2, where David says about God, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and he is my fortress, my God in whom I trust with great confidence and on whom I rely. Man, I'm not sure what you're going through right now in life, but one of the greatest things that you can grab onto and hold onto firmly is I am is on your side. And if I am is on your side, no one could be against you. And if he is your refuge, your mountain fortress, if he is your bronze wall, if he is your king, if he is your Lord, your savior, I promise you today, if you remind yourself of that, you're going to feel and experience such a breakthrough. Right now, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm remembering in one hand my birthday, but on my other hand, that I'm not feeling well, that my body is in a health crisis. But I have to remind myself, whether birthday or health crisis, whether no birthday or all health, that I am is with me. And that I am loves me. And that I am is for me. So in your present walk with God, if you have lost sight in I am, it's going to affect the way you think, the way you pray, the way you connect, and the way you understand. So I'm here to tell you, I am is with you. Stay firm on that. 
because that ends up leading into a famous verse that would let many of us have heard in churches, which is in Psalm 23, verse 1, where it says, The Lord is my shepherd to feed, to guide, and to shield me. I shall not want. It's really significant to understand these. In this order, so far, the first three verses out of four, we're seeing that I am. He is my refuge. He is my Lord, my shepherd. And then it leads into the fourth passage, which is found in Romans 8 1, where it says, So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in a life union with Jesus, the anointed one. Wow. So you have all the, the, the context in your walk with God now. It's so significant to remember that there's no more and there's no longer any condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, a life union with the Lord. Condemnation had to go. Everything had to leave your present life. Even what happened in the past, your present truth tells your past that it no longer has anything on me. I am no longer a slave, a prisoner of my past, but I am free in my present to now catapult me to my future. And that being said, a perfect segue into the last segment, which is the future. And the first verse I'm going to share with you is Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, For I know the thoughts that I, have, that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. When you know that, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. God has a, a, a future that involves hope. Maybe to this point you've heard nothing but hopelessness before you heard this episode, but now you've encountered hope. And God is telling you, I have a future full of hope. I have a future full of plans for you that I have devised. How amazing is this? Can I just, just drop this on you right now? There are people that have made so many plans and all your plans have failed. But there is a divine plan that you have yet to tap into that God is telling you today, this is going to be your breakthrough. So even if you feel like you've tried every single plan, whether it be bulletproof or it was barely put together well, God is telling you today, there's a plan that no man has ever even thought in their mind that can possibly be for you. So even if your mom, your dad, your leaders, your mentors, they didn't trust and believe in you, God is telling you today, I have a future for you and a plans for you that's going to really take you to a next level. And I want to remind you of that, that if you're living in the present right now, even if your present is struggling, even if your past and your present are overwhelming, know something that God has a future for you that's going to transcend and it's going to bring about change to your family, to everything, to you as a being first, obviously, and then to all those around you. The next verse I want to share with you is found in Joel 2, 28 and 29. Where it says, and I, shall, I'm sorry, and I shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also my maidservants and my, I'm sorry, my men servants and my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Listen, I believe we're living that now. But maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're telling yourself, you know what, Ken, I'm not worthy enough to be prophesying and preaching and, and talking with God. I don't feel like I'm worthy to connect with him. Let me be so real with you right now. When you give your life to Christ, 
there is this seal of promise that comes with it, that God is going to pour out his spirit into you to speak life into people. Speak life into yourself, but you're going to speak life into people. And this is a promise he said. So your future is not going to be, okay, I'm going to church. I'm hanging out here. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm feeling real, real religiously right now. The flow of religion is going. No, God is saying I have bigger plans than that. I'm going to pour my spirit so you can prophesy, so you can lay hands, so you can pray, so you could be an impact with my spirit. Not with your efforts, but with my spirit and my plan. And then it leads into this last one, which I love, which is found in Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27, where it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will take the heart of stone of, or, uh, out of you. I'm sorry, I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Yo, hold up real quick. God is basically saying in this passage, I'm going to put everything, a divine heart and a divine spirit in you that are going to cause you, they're going to lead you to want to fulfill what I want to do. Many of us have fought to this moment and say, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to accomplish it. I try to worship you. I try to please you, but I can't do it. But let me tell you, the hope for a future, if you continue trusting and believing in the author and perfecter of your faith, Jesus, this is where he's leading you to. And this is the beauty of a future because you hope for what is unseen. That's how I did that right there. I had to introduce the title just to reiterate the hope that we're all after, right? Because no one hopes for what they have, right? You hope for what is unseen. You hope for what is coming. He's giving you a new heart. Maybe you were so broken in your past and you can't heal, you can't forgive, you can't let go. God's going to give you a new heart. Maybe your willpower only went so far and you're struggling to accomplish those goals. God's going to put a new spirit in you. And trust me, that new spirit is not going to be lackadaisical. It's not going to... It's not going to be lacking in stewardship and love and forgiveness. It's going to be abundant because the fruit of the Spirit. You see where this is going? Y'all can read Galatians 5. That's, that, that'll wrap that one up. But a new heart plans his Spirit poured upon us. He's going to give us a future. So the God of all three. So kind of putting it together now. The first word is heal. God has already invested in your healing. He's already written it in his word. He's declared it. With the coming of our Lord Jesus, healing finally came. And when he died on the cross, he healed everything. By his stripes, we are healed. By his sacrifice, we are made new. So understand this right now. That wherever you're at in life, God is interested in every single bit of it. Let me put it this way. Just like I said before, he sent Jesus to die a brutal death on the cross in order to pay the sins that we committed. And also knowing that mankind might not ever accept it or love him back. So, yeah, I think we've seen in his word through all these passages and many, many more that he wants to see Sozo in your life, which means to be saved, healed, and completely restored. 
I think my question today that I want to share with y'all is, do you firmly believe that? Do you believe that he wants to set you truly free? I think sometimes, you know, as people, especially, you know, living in the United States, when we see the word free, we're like, nah, that ain't for me, man. Because when you say free, you're working a different angle to get our money. You're finding a way to not make it so free. So the word free has been packaged with such negative connotation that when we hear words like grace and free salvation, we're like, wait a minute, hold up. I mean, the truth is, salvation is free, but discipleship will cost you everything. But going back to this question, do you believe that God wants to see you free? Because John 8, 36 says, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Do you believe that he wants to make you free? Many of us, myself included, have either struggled with this or continue struggling with the notion that God wants to see us head to toe free. Well, guess what? You stumble upon this station to hear that we're going to restore hope and reaffirm the word of God that he wants to see you free. He has plans for you. He's going to heal you of that sickness. He's going to restore you from the terrible past that you had to encounter and suffer. He is mending all the broken, not just some of the brokenness, not just areas, not just some places that look nice or no, every bit of it. He cares about yesterday. He honors today and he's hopeful for a future. He cares about what happened to you when you were five, when you were 10. He cares what happened to you when you were 15. He cares that you never got that sweet 16. He cares that you got molested when you were seven years old. He cares that your parents abandoned you when you were 10. He cares that when things, when you were just trying to play with toys or dolls, that you got introduced way too quickly into adulthood, way too quickly into sex, way too quickly into things that your mind couldn't even fathom. He was there, and he cares about those things. He sees the struggles that you had. He sees the bullying you put up with. He sees the peer pressure you struggle with. He sees that you're trying to live a whole entire life that when you look in the mirror, you hate it. He sees all those things. He knows that your story isn't just today, but it was also yesterday. He has a plan. He wants to bring heaven into your life. He wants the spirit to flood it all and transform you. He's going to take that story and like an artist or a poet, he's going to use it. Use every single part of it to bless others. Every single thing that you've been through, every bit of your past, God is going to take that. And one, he's going to heal you. And in this moment, if you feel like God's doing something in your heart, I want you to welcome him in. If you want to reconcile with God, if you want to give your life to Christ, whatever it's going to be, let him do what he has to do right now. It wasn't your fault in the past. God didn't permit those things. Yes, it hurt his heart when he saw them, but it all led to today where this is going to be the day where you make amends, where real healing is coming. You've been questioning God, asking where he's been. You've been trying to find out how he's going to make it happen. You've been trying to find a way to say, Lord, I can't follow you because I'm too stained from my past. But I see God healing your past right now. I see people in the present right now who they say, I am, but they feel unworthy to even call him any other name. 
I love that God could have been like, called, tell him I'm Yeshua, I'm Holy Spirit, I'm God, I'm Rapha, I'm Jehovah. And he says, I am. Because right now, I'm not sure what you need, but he's the I am that cares. I am the one that cares. I see your financial struggle. I see that you're trying to work three or four jobs to make it happen. I see that you're trying your hardest not to explode in anger or curse. I see all of it. But just remember, there's no more condemnation for you. If you've given your life to me, there's no more condemnation. And he wants you to believe that right now. Mm. For those who are fed up, you've been to churches. I tried church. I tried different leaders. I tried different mentors. I tried just different things. I, get, I got baptized in seven different churches. I read 35 different self-help books. I read authors who are Christians, and I still haven't seen the change. I don't want to go back to church. I don't want to have anything to do with God. This is for you right now. God is telling you I have a future. I have plans. Maybe you've tried many of man's plans. Maybe you put all your hope and trust in somebody who didn't even have confidence in their own plan. But here God tells you today, I have a plan for you. If you would open up your heart right now and receive me, you would not only just know me, but you'd know where I come from. You know how I think. You would know where my heart is. And my heart for you is to see success. Not monetary, no. Overall, spiritual, mind, body, soul success. So today... I reaffirm you to believe. Believe that God cares about everything. He wants you to be healed from the past. He wants you to be grateful for today and rejoice in what he's doing today. And he wants you to be hopeful and expectant for a future. He wants you to look at the future and say, Lord, although I know nothing, or I don't know, I don't know what you have for me exactly, I believe you. I believe that you have something for me special. I believe that my yesterday is going to impact my today. And overall, they're going to set and establish a beautiful and wonderful tomorrow. That being said, I appreciate y'all for your listening, for being with me today. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your blessings. I hope this episode edified you. And I hope it impacted your heart to believe yet again that God wants to see you completely healed. I love y'all. God bless. Have a great day. I'll be gone for about maybe a half a, half a month. But when I get back, we'll be right back at it here in Hopeful Weather Unseen. God bless y'all.